0: Three things are making us sick things that go in our body, Mm -hmm. things that go on our body, Mm -hmm. and the things that are around our body. Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate,
1: encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks of Fitness. Episode 186. Thank you so much for joining me today. Jordan Trinego is the founder of Health Reconditioned, an online health coaching business focused on utilizing holistic health and functional medicine to find the root cause of symptoms and diseases. Jordan was a professional dancer in college and an MPC bikini competitor. She is also a licensed occupational therapist. Jordan struggled with her own health issues such as anxiety, depression, IBS, psoriasis, and fatigue, until she discovered functional medicine, which helped her to understand what was causing her symptoms and also helped to reverse the diseases. And here today on my six weeks of fitness podcast to discuss functional medicine, her journey into health, and how functional medicine can help you to lead a happy and healthier life, is Jordan Trinagle. Jordan, how are you today? Hi, yes, I'm
0: awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for, Thank you for coming on the show. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, I, I love what you're doing here.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you, I appreciate that. But before we talk about functional medicine and how it improved your health, tell my audience uh, about yourself. Where did you grow up and what was your childhood like?
0: Um, yeah, so I grew up in kind of upstate New York, Rockland County, nice. um, near New Jersey. Um, and so I just kind of like a normal childhood, I actually have a twin sister, um, I'm two minutes older, which matters in the twin world. Uh-huh. Um, I went to mostly um, private Jewish school for middle school and high school. Um, and I didn't really start dancing until like middle school, high school. I think most dancers start when they're like three or four. Right. Um, but I was definitely always into health and fitness, um, super into like anatomy, physiology, biology within. Um, like middle school and then learning about just evolution until like, it wasn't really until college after I, I went to the private Jewish school that I learned so much more about science and I was just so interested. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty normal childhood in New York, I would say.
1: Yeah, most definitely. So, but you, you started dancing at a young age. Well, you said middle school, you know, but did you always want to be a dancer?
0: Um, kind of. So when I was younger, actually, I really, I wanted to be like a teacher or, um, work with kids or just helping people very like caregiver type. Um, and dancing, I think I always had like rhythm. I definitely was very like performing arts. I was kind of shy when I was younger, but then I kind of grew into performing, um, or gymnastics and, and, um, just working out in general. So, yeah, I feel like dance, I kind of kept going to dance classes and then it wasn't until I think, like I said, like the end of middle school, beginning of high school, that I kind of started taking classes and the teachers would say like, wow, you're really good. Why are you in this beginner class? And I'm like, yeah. I, but I'm a beginner. I just started, but then they would bump me up to the advanced classes, even oh. though I kind of like skipped a few levels, but I just could catch on really quick. Um, and yeah, I feel like with dance, like you kind of either have rhythm or you don't, and then, and then you can, yeah. And (laughs) and then you can build up on it.
1: Right. Right. Most definitely. But you went from dancing to competing as an NPC uh, bikini competition. How was that? Yeah. So,
0: um, so when I was in college, I did all the dance teams. I danced, um, at Towson university for like the basketball, football teams. Um, and then kind of went on to like the professional cheerleaders, like the NFL, um, NBA, the, I did, um, uh, lacrosse team, they had cheerleaders. And then that's when I got into the master's program as an occupational therapist and kind of like slowed down the dancing and then a little bit after i graduated and started working i kind of got that itch to perform again and get up on stage Hmm. so of course i'm following all the fitness um accounts on instagram and social media and seeing these girls get up on stage and pose and dance and i i I could do that (laughs) so i i just you know decided hired a coach four months later got up on stage won third place nice and um i mean yes and then and then i think really a lot of the health things not not that it started all after that but i could really tell like i lost 30 pounds in in four in four months wow. um i was you know working at the hospital my scrubs were falling off me um i didn't have my period for a good four to five months, Whoa. a lot of, yeah, there were definitely a lot of like snowball effects of, of things, but it was kind of like something on my bucket list. I wanted to do it. I accomplished it. And, um, cool. it was, it was definitely like a learning opportunity for me to understand fitness and, and health and, and dieting. And there are definitely healthy ways to do it and unhealthy ways to do it. I probably wouldn't <laughs> recommend myself Wait. or anyone doing it again like that. Right. But I think that's just the nature of bodybuilding and competing in general. So it was awesome and great. And, um, would I ever do it again? Maybe, but (laughs) you
1: know, not right now. Yeah, no. But what about the, because you notice dramatic weight loss and that does happen when you're competing for a contest, but it also brought in other issues because when did you notice the IBS and the, um, ADHD and the other uh, issues? When, when did you notice all that happening?
0: Yeah, so I kind of um, have always had some health issues, even from growing up. Um, always had stomach issues and went to, you know, regular doctors and got all the testing done, the endoscopy, colonoscopy, all all the oscopies, yes. um, you yeah. know, and then not necessarily really trying medication, but um, just kind of like the ibs is a very blanket statement for for gi issues and then um, i also started getting like acne and psoriasis in high school so that's like an autoimmune um inflammation kind of thing and um, the adhd was like also a little bit in college so i think it was kind of like a, a snowball effect or like we call it like the continuum so it's kind of like you see a few things here and there sprinkled in and then potentially something could exacerbate everything. So it could have been the the competition or like me really like changing my whole lifestyle, and my body, um, significantly, but it wasn't until recently that I was kind of like, you know, what enough is enough. I'm not accepting that. Like, this is normal. The, the whole chronic fatigue, um, especially during COVID really more. So was like an eye opener for me of like, why am I tired all the time? why does my stomach hurt all the time Mm -hmm. Um, and and always, you know, being in the health field. Like I, I worked in hospitals and rehab centers, helping people doing therapy, but kind of understanding like how, how do we get there in the first place?
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. What brought you to this point where you are? So what did you start to do about it? To
0: correct it. so yeah so um I and I have always been into like the natural holistic kind of thing um I guess being in the medical field I definitely saw the the model which is very list of symptoms make a diagnosis right put a title on it and then connect it to a medication right. and and I I I did I did the you know medication as well for anxiety depression but I think also understanding um the different models of medicine which which brought me to functional medicine was kind of looking up like okay but what causes this like why 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 do I have anxiety why do I have depression why am I tired like where did this start and why is this coming up for me and then for other patients too so like if I'm look if I was working with with patients or clients kind of like learning their whole health history from the from the beginning because I think a lot of times with conventional medicine and doctors, they kind of look at like acutely, right? Like as in right now, what's going on with you? What are the symptoms yeah, and, yeah. and you know, how can we help you treat this? But it's never, well, what caused this? You know, like what in your life happened to trigger this? Because it's not, you know, we don't develop diabetes overnight. It doesn't just, things don't just happen like that. So you have to really, look at and ask more questions and for me i'm very curious inquisitive person so mm-hmm. i always was was looking for more answers and i finally found functional medicine and just holistic health in general and um learned about these special the specialty like functional medicine lab tests because i feel like people were so sick of getting conventional testing and, and going to the doctor and the doctor says, everything looks normal. You know, you're fine. All the numbers look good. They're within range. Mm-hmm. But what does that even mean? Right? Like, like wh- who, who determined that that's a normal number? It's right. based on an unhealthy population that's constantly changing that, you know, some higher power organization says this is, you know, this is the the average. But just because it's average, because it's the entire population is obese, doesn't mean that it's where our bodies are, are functioning at optimal, normal capacity. Exactly.
1: Yes. Yes. Now, explain exactly what is functional medicine when you say functional, so my audience know exactly what is functional medicine.
0: Sure. So functional medicine versus conventional medicine. So conventional medicine in the in the US is very symptom focused. So it's very um you know you look at the list of symptoms you name it you title it as a diagnosis and then you follow with treatment and medication so that's kind of like the um the pattern of of what medical doctors follow but if you're if you're in functional medicine or integrative health or holistic health kind of different names, but functional medicine really asks the question of why are you having these symptoms in the first place? So it looks at your body as a whole, um, because conventional medicine tends to compartmentalize, right? right? So when you go to your primary physician, they will refer to you to a specialist and the specialist kind of is focused on the different body parts so you go to a neurologist for your headache you go to a gastroenterologist for your stomach you go to a podiatrist for your foot but functional medicine looks at the body as a whole and understands that everything is connected and it all stems from something and it tries to figure out the root cause or the underlying symptom so you go to a functional medicine doctor you see one person and they look at everything in your body that's going on because your headache could be connected to your gut health, could be connected to your foot pain, as opposed to running around and going to all these co-pays and seeing doctors for specific body parts. You know, unfortunately, that's just how the medical model is looking specializing in these different areas, but our body is, everyone has the same parts, right? Yeah. Like uh, our body is, is the same. Yes. Evolution changes and, you know, but for the most part, we all got the same stuff. So right. why, why are we separating it out? Because it all works together as a full system. So that's really the difference between functional medicine and conventional.
1: Awesome. I interviewed a Dr. Marvin Singh on my program, my podcast a few weeks ago, maybe about a couple months ago. And he talked about he's an integrative um, medicine doctor. And he talked about similar, similar things that you were just saying, you know, treat the body holistically. <clears throat> There's a reason why you're having Constant headaches or pain and different in your stomach, you know. But there is a, a way to treat the body holistically to get to the root cause of the problem. I agree. Now I know you worked in the hospitals during the big the pandemic, and, and again you're you're in New York, so you've seen we you were hit very hard, very hard. But there's some things that went on that you didn't really like about how patients were being treated uh, during that time. Explain that.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I think I think in general, working in healthcare, um, we we all want to help people, right? We're yeah. we're dealing with with sick patients, and I always, because I've I've trained a, a number of students, and I always say, treat this patient like it's your grandpa, or it's like it like it's your friend's family member. Yes. Um, and I think during COVID, a lot of things came out even more than before for me personally the the Mm -hmm. things that i saw um i mean the the short staffing the burnout um the you know as a therapist we were primarily the main people going in treating the patients for an extended period of time there was so much isolation um because they were trying to obviously prevent the spread of infection but really no one was going into these patients rooms the nurses barely would go in Um, doctors weren't going into the patient's rooms they were just writing you know as per xyz we had a lot of um, videos in the patient's rooms so there was it just made me really like uh, upset and frustrated and angry and definitely like you know working in the hospital in general is emotional and takes a toll on you seeing people in arguably the worst day of their life right after an injury or accident Um, but even more so with COVID I just felt that there was so much pressure on us as healthcare professionals, um, that we really weren't even able to focus on patients. We were focusing on ourselves and on making sure that we had enough equipment and we were being safe and, and being updated on constantly changing rules from government and, you know, administration. And, and I think for sure, the patients really suffered. And I think also made me realize that preventative care is, is really the answer, and we all know it. it, it is. It yes. should be the future of medicine, but I think as long as, you know, without going into my long-winded um, kind of spiel about medication and doctors mm-hmm. being paid by, you know, pharmaceutical, yes. yada yada, yes. for the most part, I just I just think that there's so many things going on that we don't realize, that even I'm learning because I'm constantly um, educating myself and and as I continue with more certifications and just kind of being able to help people in different realms of understanding, you know, toxins in the environment and how the food you eat affects your body. And, and I think it's just unfortunate when pa- patients come in and the doctors just say, okay, you know, you're going to go home on this medication, make sure you eat a diet higher in fiber, and hopefully that will be good enough. And then a few months later, they come back why? Because nobody's following up with them. Nobody's helping them or showing them. Hmm. And and I think that's where there is the missing link. And for me, it's great that I'm helping, you know, as a therapist, helping patients after they get, um, you know, injury, sick, illness, whatever happens, but it's like, who's helping the patients before prevent them from getting these chronic illnesses.
1: Hmm. And that's where you come in. And Correct. That's, that's where you're trying to help in the prevention, um, area. Okay. I believe it was Hippocrates who said that food be your medicine and medicine, your food. Right. That's right. Right. Yes.
0: And also another, another quote, if we're quoting some, um, philosophers of all, all disease begins in the gut.
1: That was my next point.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. All, yeah. Disease, all diseases began here. And I had a talk recently and I was saying to some people, I said, look, if that's the case, then why aren't we focusing more on how we eat and what we're putting into our bodies? Because even with during this COVID pandemic, there was not much talk about being healthy, getting healthy. Okay. Prevention. So you're not at that point. Cause I understand a lot of the people who died from COVID, they had other comorbidities besides just, you know, one, they had obesity, heart disease or diabetes. But what if you can help them to prevent those diseases? Why are we not talking more about prevention? You know,
0: of course, of course. And, and you know, I mean, I, I can do my part and help as many people as I can, but I'm only one person and I think it's yes. important for all of us to spread awareness, which is which is why I, I love doing these talks with with people, especially in the health and fitness space, right. because I think we already know how important it is, but also just spreading the word. And I think for me, I'm very like research evidence-based. So I like to understand the science and, and have proof. So, you know, everybody hears eat healthy, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you can hear it over and over again. Right. But when you understand that the food that you are putting into your body directly affects how you feel, yes. then I think people are like, wait, I don't want to feel crappy anymore. Maybe I should change my diet or, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to have headaches. I don't want to have stomach pains. And then they just, and they also don't want to take medication. So I think a lot of people turn to medication and they say, okay, well, this is going to help a little bit. Really. Right. It just puts, it puts a band aid on it. It's not going to fix the problem. You right. have to understand why your body is reacting that way. And, um, you know, I think. We just have to keep kind of spreading awareness and, and telling everyone out there that like there there is number one, these diseases are prevent preventable. And number two, they're reversible. So yes, there are a lot of things that once you get to a point, there's no cure necessarily, but you can significantly decrease your symptoms and reverse the progression of it by changing your life like 100% your daily habits can either increase your your symptoms and your disease or they can decrease it. I mean, how many stories have you heard of people, you know, curing their even curing their cancer, curing their all like curing all these things? Yes. And and people are like, "No, that was just like a you know, one in a million a miracle thing." A oh, one-off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. If you want to believe that, that's fine, but yeah. there are there are people who are doing it every single day. And if you have a little bit of a doubt, then just kind of, I challenge anyone listening to just look at those stories and those situations and, and think maybe, if just maybe, there is a slight chance that that could help you, why would you not try?
1: Why would you not? Exactly. I think we're a lot of us are also victims of media, too much media bias when it comes to um, information like this. Um, you're not gonna hear this talk on main, mainstream media, everything is basically a pill for every ill, and that's what you know how they prescribe it. Yeah, and um, I just think that what you're doing, again, getting the word out on podcasts like this, is extremely important because people do listen to podcasts, and people are looking for other information now. You know, they, they, they are they're looking for alternative information.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I and I think. I think if COVID didn't make you prioritize your health, I don't know if anything will. Right? A global pandemic, maybe. Exactly. Maybe exactly. you. Maybe you want to think about how how you're eating, how you're sleeping, mm-hmm. how you're functioning. you you know, it's it's holistic. It's your psychosocial emotional um, habits, ev- everything. And I think yes, with social media, um, you know, it, it can get tricky, especially when you see all these health and fitness. Um, Entrepreneurs or people who are like advertising supplements and and vitamins and this way and that way and it mm-hmm. gets confusing because you don't know what to follow. But right. I think I think if you go back to a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago when we didn't people are getting sicker, right? And and a thousand years ago people didn't even have these these diagnoses that we have now. They're like they're new things that are coming up. Exactly. Why? Because of all the things that we're putting into our bodies so three things are making us sick things that go in our body Mm -hmm. things that go on our body Mm -hmm. and the things that are around our body so any food or supplements or items that you put in you ingest it's going in and and it could be leaking into your system causing wreaking havoc in any sort of inflammation and your body's reacting and then kind of triggering these effects, anything that goes on your body. Um, I'm recently very passionate about like skincare products and household cleaning, because if you put something on your skin, it only takes 26 seconds for it to get into your bloodstream. Hmm. So women who are using makeup or um, lotions or different products and then things that are around you, right? So like if you're using candles instead of essential oils, if you don't have a proper filter filtering out your air quality or your water or and yes, you can say, oh my gosh, Jordan, you know, I, it's so expensive to buy all this stuff and do all this and I don't want to change my whole life. Okay. You don't. But number one, th- that's probably the reason why you're feeling like that. Right. And number two, it hmm. doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It can just be little changes at a time. You can say, okay, I'm just going to focus on only using clean skincare products. And um, Environmental Working Group is a great reference. It's a a good website to go on and they rate things based on toxins and and products and chemicals. But really just like knowing what you're putting in on and around your body, looking at ingredients. um, It just, you know, I, I think it is a mind shift for us to kind of think about. But like if you could help someone who you know or even yourself who has some kind of chronic autoimmune issue, you can't you can't say that this stuff is is fake because it's it is science-based like it's backed it's backed by evidence so you can continue with you know your medication and saying that the doctor tells me that everything's normal or um you know that this is just how it is or you could listen and think maybe there's something else out there that could actually help
1: Good point, good point, because I would imagine that people would not want to be on medication all their lives, but as it is now, by the time you reach 65, you're on like 15 different medicines. I mean, it makes no sense right? because these medications are, are going to cause other side effects as well. Of course. Toxic to your liver. Now your company is called Health Reconditioned. Now, is that the reason you want people to recondition their minds as to what health is all about?
0: That's right. Yes. reconditioning your yes your mind your life um or like rehaul revamp um everything that you that you think you know about health and wellness Mm -hmm. we have to kind of flip it on its head and and question everything i mean really you know a big thing of of my background of working in healthcare is patient advocacy and really making sure that you are your own advocate yes you know you can go to the doctor and it might be frustrating that they're not listening to you they're not answering your questions you keep saying the same thing over and over again but you know what then it's not on them it's on you oh, so yeah. you have to take responsibility and say i know something else is wrong yeah. we mm-hmm. have a way too much information on on you know social media and yes. the internet to look up that it's not an excuse anymore that your one doctor told you this one thing one time yeah. right like you have to really say this is my life this is my body and if you truly feel that something else is going on and that's why for me so going back to like my health issues um ibs was just not acceptable to me and when i learned about the specialty lab tests there are these other tests that you can run that actually show like root causes of things so i learned that i had small intestinal bacterial overgrowth which yeah so a lot of times um long story short really it's there could be yeast there could be bacteria there could be fungus there could be parasites there could be all these things that like regular doctors they just aren't really like educated on but really the focus for them is just medication so but Mm -hmm. what if there actually is something else going on in your body that you don't know about and they're not being tested for because they're not looking for it specifically that's why these specialty um, functional lab tests that actually can be delivered straight to your door, like done at home, Mm -hmm. can give you a lot more information than the regular doctor because they're only looking for specific things. We're looking for like everything else of of the reasons why. So it's asking the question why and how instead of just what?
1: Hmm. Is this what your company specializes in? So talk about that again yeah,
0: sure. So so I do um, virtual online health coaching, um, and part of my program is offering these at home lab tests. So um, I partnered with a company that um, they also have physicians that will um, go over the lab tests, but really my my role and my job is to um, meet with clients and kind of discuss their their symptoms and then, choose specific lab tests that might give us more information than what their typical doctors have been giving them and then you know we run the lab test and then we kind of look at oh wow you know we really have have noticed that maybe their hormone levels are totally off or um, their vitamins and minerals are really deficient or some other things that maybe they're not necessarily looking for that these things find. And then I work with clients one-on-one for a few months to really kind of address each thing. And um, I use the 5R protocol. It's a very like gut health based, Um, the 5Rs are uh, remove, replace, repair, re-inoculate, and rebalance. So the the re-inoculation is more like, increasing like enzymes and probiotics, but really the first step is removing. So you're removing all the toxins in your environment. Like we were talking about before, right. um, but also understanding, like if your body is sensitive versus allergic to things, so you can have food allergies or food sensitivities, um, or other things that your body might be reacting to. So after you remove it, then you replace it with good things. Right. And then you're, and then your work on repairing, you're repairing from the inside out. And then that's, you know, really when people are starting to see differences and notice changes in their bodies, then you re-inoculate to make sure that your gut health is on point because another fun fact, 80% of your immune system is, comes from your gut, right? Like all these new things that we're learning about. And then the last step is rebalance. So now that we've kind of done this whole rehaul, we want to rebalance your life and Um, also focus on your sleep, your, um, digestion, your fitness, your, you know, getting sure that your nutrition is right. But really it's, it's educating people and not just like another fitness, nutrition, you know, program. It's really like understanding their body in a very specific individualized way, whether we use the, the at-home lab tests or not, but looking at what's causing this and how can we address it from where it started.
1: Awesome, love it, absolutely love it. That's to me that makes more sense. And that's how you're going to really determine if so what the what the root cause of the problem is, you know. And you mentioned you mentioned the immune system. How important is vitamin D? Because I understand a lot of people are vitamin D deficient.
0: Yeah, so um, I I do remember you were you were mentioning that so vitamin D yes it's definitely one of um, the the vitamins and just general like minerals that we're all deficient in and I think especially with covid um, we all have to force ourselves to go outside because obviously sunlight yes, yes. Um, yes but but midday sunlight so like between the hours of 11 and 2 p.m is really when the most sunlight is is gonna um kind of be absorbed into your body and and I think I was listening to a, another um, doctor podcast talking about like if we want enough vitamin D, we have to run around naked in the sun yeah, for yeah, like yeah, for yeah, hours. True. So you know true. I think thinking about like the vitamins and minerals that how your body breaks everything down um, in relation to like how it affects your everything else, like your emotions, your sleep, your your energy. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think vitamin D is just one thing that we're all deficient Deficient. in a a lot of, a lot of vitamins and minerals. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it can be counteracted by a lot of toxins that end up in our body Mm -hmm. that a lot of people may not even realize or know or understand, you know, it could just be from Tupperware or, um, different chemicals in, in the, um, preservatives of your food. So I think you definitely have to, you know, it, it is cool to look at um there's like a hair tissue mineral analysis test that we do that actually looks at your vitamins and minerals and the levels of like heavy metals and other toxins so i think we we use the term tests don't guess
1: ah (laughs) test don't guess yeah i I like that now your company does it take insurance
0: um no so we don't take insurance Mm -hmm. unfortunately of course because insurance um doesn't you know cover a lot of, a lot of those things. Um, and then there are some states that are a little bit more strict with what labs can be run and not run. So, you know, obviously chat with me to see what, and I've done a extensive amount of research also, because I've worked with a few lab companies yes. and some other companies, you know, certain tests from this company might be able to be sent out to other states. Um, even internationally like Canada and I've had some clients outside of the U.S. So it's it's all possible. We, I will make it happen.
1: Okay, it so really sounds good. <laughs> now, where can my audience find out more about, about you and your company?
0: Sure. So um, I am at www.healthreconditioned.com nice. and on Instagram, health underscore reconditioned. Um, I also have, let's see, I have a few, um, articles on eatthisnotthat.com, this, oh, not
1: really?
0: and nice. yeah. So just quoting, like talking about just healthy living. Um, but yeah, I would say Instagram is kind of my main, my main go-to for now. Good.
1: Good. Definitely good,
0: good. follow. I've been, I've been, you know, up on my, uh, reels and making videos and other fun content just to kind of engage people. but. Um, follow me shoot me a DM and we can definitely chat about this this is like awesome stuff I love it
1: oh and you're in the right place at the right time but (laughs) another quick question the holidays are fast approaching what do you recommend people do because you know holidays parties family gatherings a lot of junk food what do you what do you recommend people to do to get through this holiday period
0: yeah I mean listen I, I'm not perfect. I think it's, we, we all wanna celebrate and eat cookies and cake and that's that's all good and fine, but I think, you know, you also wanna think about the effects that it's gonna have on your body. So even if you just have one less, right? So one less drink, one less cookie, one less something that you're, that you're gonna indulge on and kinda overdo at the holidays. You know, obviously it's a once a year type thing. So I would challenge us to just one less of something bad and maybe one more of something good right we we all we all know what we're supposed to do we just don't necessarily do it no but do it and and it doesn't have to be anything big or crazy so one less drink one less cookie one more piece of broccoli one more you know take the stairs and <laughs> and and just enjoy enjoy family obviously I still think people should be wearing their masks um, you know, as much as possible, really washing your hands, just kind of, you know, preventing close contact. I'm not going to say, you know, don't don't see family and friends, but I think any um, any inkling that someone might be sick or might have been in contact with someone, I would try and, and stay away. But you know, listen, it's the holidays; people want to spend time with their with their friends and family. I would just try to maybe boost their immune system a little bit more, right? Like take some extra vitamins and um, yeah, you know, and enjoy enjoy the time. New Year
1: is yes. coming
0: up. Yes. So.
1: <laughs> no, that's very good advice and I agree 100%. And let me just say, Jordan Freinagle, on behalf of BodyScope of New York, my nonprofit and Six Weeks of Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show today. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring. that you'll continue tuning in to my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions or suggestions for the show, please leave them in the comment section below. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And don't forget, we don't stop exercising because we get old. We get old because we stop exercising.